It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome back to our Beyond the Building podcast series. Uh, we are in the month of October, and this is our last week in the month of October in our new series called God Says. Now, no worries. We're going to continue this into November because there are a whole lot of things that God says in his word. And honestly, we could go for a year and still not get through all the things that God says in his word to us. I think it would be interesting if God is speaking to your heart. You know, Deb and I are choosing uh, four things that God has said to us that have stood out in our story. And I wonder if there is something that God has said to you in your story. So if that is the case, if there's a verse that you hold on to, you know, it'd be interesting for you guys to uh, shoot that to us in an email. You know, we could put it on the Facebook page. What has God said to you from his word? What verse do you highlight in your uh, Bible where you can say, yes, that is what God said. And it speaks to my heart. If you have something like that, connect with us at beyondwomensconference at gmail.com. And we would love to hear uh, what God is saying to you. Well, I would love to hear that too. In fact, I think it makes a, an awesome having coffee together conversation. Yes. I would just challenge people to do that. You know, yes. you can talk about a lot of superficial things in an hour, or you could just be intentional, right? You have that kind of friend that you say, you know, when we get together for that hour, how about part of it? Could you share with me what, what is God speaking to you from a scripture? Yep. And, and then I'll share with you what he's speaking to me because when God speaks, it's usually related to something you're going through and somebody else, you have no idea how they might really connect and need to hear that at the time. So we're, we're jumping back into Jeremiah 29, 11 just kind of falls off your lips, doesn't it? Because everybody goes, Jeremiah yes. 29, 11. And it's like, okay, there's also a 12, 13, 14, 15. Yes. <laughs> and so, so today we're actually going to be focusing on verse 13 about God, where he says, you will find me. Yeah. And I think this is so funny. I just have to kind of insert this here because uh, when we were thinking, I was upstairs in my sitting room saying, all right, Lord, what do you want to say on these podcasts? And the first one was very clear. Like I have plans for you. All right. Got that. I already know where that is. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. Right. And then I, was, I finished that one. And I said, all right, what else do you want to say? And it was, if you seek me, you'll find me. And so I, I actually Googled, you know, where, where is the passage? If you seek me, you'll find me. There it was two <laughs> verses later. Like I literally next to had it. it right in front of me on my Bible. Right. It just cracks me up. So God was clearly speaking from Jeremiah 29 to my heart uh, in that week. But here we are right here in the same in the same uh, chapter. Man, isn't that a good word that it, <laughs> any verse can speak over and over and over again? And there's so much in each chapter. We just got to take it all in. There's a treasure right in front of your face and you miss yes, it because exactly. you're honing in on one thing. I mean, that could be said about a lot of relationships in our lives and experiences. We are missing his treasure because we're so we're focused on one thing and not the other. Uh, 29, 13 says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Uh, you know, as we shared in the last podcast, it's if, the more we press into the father in those hard places where there's a lot of questions, more questions and answers. We need, you know, we need to press in the intimacy piece um, is where we find our shalom. And yeah. I, and I know from my own experience that it's those times that I have a lot of questions. I expect God to just show up 
And, and he, and I don't feel like he does. And he's saying, you need to seek me. And, and this is how you're going to have to seek me with your whole heart. So this is, this verse really speaks to those times in our lives where I can't find God in the uh-huh. story. I give, I mean, we've all been there and we, we look at other people, right. And other people, man, they find God so easily, probably not. They're probably seeking him. They're just not telling us. Yes. You know, that, that they are, and they're probably seeking him in a, a private place. So it's not as visible. And, but the enemy can start planting that seed in your heart, your mind that goes, well, God doesn't want to be found by you. Mm, yes. Yes. It's interesting for me. You know, I think about um, when people say I found the Lord, right. I I've, I found the Lord. That usually means that they have had a conversion experience, that they've found Jesus, that they have become a follower of Jesus. You know, they're a new creation. And so I look back to when I was 15, man, I know I found the Lord when I was 15. I had that very powerful experience with Jesus, made a decision to follow him, give him my whole heart. So I look at that story. I'm like, it was that moment. I sought him with all my heart and I became a new creation and I found the Lord. But then, right. Here I am at 50, whatever, 54. And man, in the middle of a crazy situation, I'm like, God, I can't find you. Right. It's just so funny, isn't it? Like you never left us, but at 15, I'm like, yeah, I found them. And then at 54, I'm like, I don't know where you are. <laughs> I think we've and, done that a lot. Yeah, up and down. Yes. Yes. I just think it's funny because there's that finding that you know, that, you know, like today, if somebody asked me, have you found the Lord? Yes. I, I made a commitment to him when I was 15 in the middle of my crazy, when I feel like I can't find him, we do need to find him on a moment by moment basis. We need to right. know that he's a part of every part of our story. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. We tend to struggle sometimes when we feel like we can't find him in the moments, mm-hmm. even though we did find him at our conversion experience. Well, let's remember where the context of this passage, God is speaking to a people, Israel, who are in exile that he sent them to because of their own sin. And, and now they're like, they're feeling bound up. It's in this place that the people are feeling, I can't find you, God. And God's saying, look, I'm here you need to seek me with your whole heart. And it's remember that verse, Laura, two verses before it was like right under our nose. He says, I have plans for you, but you're like, I, I don't know how to figure them out. He goes, well, seek me, seek me. And for here, for these people, they are in a hard, hard place that they put themselves in because of their own choices to re- rebel against God, reject him. There's something to that. There's a lot of times that we end up in circumstances that was not God's heart for us, but here we are. And we need to repent, which means to turn. We need to confess our sin and say, God, I agree with you that I'm in agreement with you, God, that what I did was wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I need to repent. I need to make a turn like a 180, go the other way and turn to God. And when I do that, I start to discover where he is. Mm-hmm. He's actually right here, but that connection, that um, close feeling, mm-hmm. it needs to be restored. It needs to be restored through repentance. But when I have wandered away from where he is, I need to go back and say, where did I leave? Yep. Cause he never, he never left me. And then, and your heart feels that distance um, because you have, you're the one that's moved out of his space. And I, I just love the fact that he never leaves me, but the intimacy changes. Yep. Yeah. You know, that's what he's talking about. I've never left you, but the intimacy that's right. feeling that's has right. changed. That's right. That's right. That's good stuff. You know, God says, uh, you will seek me and you will find me. 
And that word seek me means to search me out and seek my face. Don't you feel sometimes too, like, we can't find him. I can't find him. Uh, Are we really searching him out? Are we really seeking his face? I mean, how many times do I say, I can't find my keys? Did I really look in the deep, deep place in my purse? No, no, I'm just looking on the surface. Are they on the counter? I can't find them. Right. So there's a difference between seeking right in, in this process and just looking uh, quickly for something. And then the Bible also says, you're going to find me when you seek me. And that finding is to uh, fall in with or to encounter. And I love that because I know this is not a military term, but it reminds me of that word we talked about last week, where you're going to fall in with, you're going to walk in line with. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, when you will search me out, you will have an encounter with me where you fall in with me. And don't you feel like uh, when you've fallen in with someone, you know where they are, right? You found them, mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So when we search them out, we're going to fall in with where he is. When I wander off, God's not saying, all right, I'll go your way. It's like, he's still moving his direction. And so if there's a distance emotionally or in my heart, it's me. It's always me that has moved. It's never God. I know where to find him. I just need to go back where I left him. That's right. But this, uh, this promise, it's a promise, right? If you seek me, you'll find me has a qualifier with it. When you seek me with all your heart, it's that if then statement, you know, you've got the kid that goes, I can't find my shoes. Did you really look for them? No, I really want you to look for them, mom. (laughs) You know, it's like, you need to look for, so it's a qualifier. God's saying you will seek me and and find me when your whole heart's in it, wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly, because that's, you're not going to get to that point of finding God, falling into step with him. If you're just kind of like, well, I'll give it a B effort. You know, it's, it's, you gotta be all in or, or, or all out. Yep. That's right. He says, we gotta be wholehearted followers or seekers. And yet we tend to be half-hearted seekers. Um, We don't jump all the way in when we're doing our seeking. Uh, And Another thing is, I feel like the reason we're half-hearted seekers is because we may be seeking God, but we're seeking other things too, right? right? And we can't seek out like that. It's got to be, we are seeking God alone. Uh, The word for heart there means our innermost part. It's like our appetites, our emotions, our will, our desire, our soul. And if we are desiring the world and God at the same time, if our appetite and our emotion and our will and our desire and our soul is pursuing God and the world, the Bible, God has something to say about that too. That can be a whole nother podcast, right? You can't serve two masters, right? We can't seek two things with our whole heart. Um, so if we're seeking anything in addition to God, we're not seeking God with our whole heart. And if we're not seeking him with our whole heart, then God says, you know, yeah. we're not going to find him. Yeah. I think we have to be honest here where, Sometimes we are seeking him because we want him to fix things. We want to hear the answer we want to hear, but we don't want to seek with our whole heart because what if he tells us something we don't want to hear? Yes. And then we have to face that. We have to make a decision. Um, You know, he's maybe asking me to forgive somebody. I don't want to forgive or give up something. I don't want to give up or obey. It just, you know, you're kind of like, ah, I don't really want to really hear what God says. I just want an answer to this one yes, thing. Yes. And, and then, and then you don't find them because you're yes. not really serious about it. You know, C.S. Lewis, um, we all love him. And he had a quote, all find what they truly seek, truly, truly seek. It's a sobering thought. You're going to find what you truly yes, seek. So that's right. if you are 
if you're off base in what you're seeking or you're half-hearted, you're going to come up short. You're going to miss the mark. You're not going to fall in step with where God is moving. Yeah, I love that C.S. Lewis quote. And if you know his story, uh, he found the Lord later on in college, you know, in life. He didn't grow up. He didn't grow up knowing all this. He was actually seeking wisdom at that time. And he was brilliant. You know, he joined a group of men who were seekers uh, and he started to find wisdom about God. But there was a difference when he started seeking God. And when he did, he found it. Mm. You know, he found him. When he sought worldly wisdom, he found worldly wisdom. When he sought wisdom about God, he found wisdom about God. But when he sought the Lord, he found him. And I'm telling you, what would we do if C.S. Lewis had not sought the Lord? How many quotes are C.S. Lewis quotes? How many books were written by C.S. Lewis? Because he sought the Lord and he found him. Well, let's let's look at, because this is a challenging for us. Let's look at a few things that keep us seeking the wrong things so yeah. that we know how to seek the one thing, the one right thing. Um, if you look at your eyes, Laura, right? You look at your eyes, you can only focus on one thing at a time. That's right. <laughs> right. That God did not design us with eyes on the sides of our head, like some fish where we can look at peripheral yeah, exactly, vision. You know? exactly. It's like you are looking at one thing. That's why mom always like did the two fingers in your face. Look yes. at me. Yes. And we knew how to try to look at the ceiling, like look at me because you can only focus on one thing at a time. So start asking yourself, what draws your attention away from your quiet time? Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. When you sit down with the, your, your word and you're going to pray and there's the phone right there mm-hmm. and there's dings and alerts and stuff and your eyes go to the phone and then you scroll and then you scroll, scroll, scroll. And, and now you're off the word, you know, you're just, you're not concentrating. So what is it that any, just think about your relationship with the Lord. What is something that you can do to invest in that relationship? And what are you always distracted by? And right yep. there, that becomes more important to you than that relationship with God. Yep. Yep. And, and God will, God will watch. God is not yep. going to grab your head and say, look at me, but you'll start to feel the consequences of not having that time, you know, with him. You know, I look at people in restaurants, here's a, a couple on a date, right? And they're both on their phones. How is that relationship going to grow in intimacy? Right. If they're not looking at each other. So right. I think that's a, that's a key thing. Just look at what pulls you away. Attention wise, time wise, uh, energy wise away from anything that is related to your walk with the Lord. You're sitting in church and this is a great opportunity to worship and to learn, but you're looking at somebody that you're irritated with. And by the way, her <laughs> outfit is horrible. Like right, right, right there, right. you have shifted your focus. So just ask the Lord, he will point it out. He will point it out as you do it and go, your eyes have shifted. You're like, oh my gosh, you're right. Yes. You know, that's part of not seeking you. Just ask him. He doesn't want uh, he doesn't want you struggling with this and he absolutely will help you identify what pulls you away and then redirect you. Amen. Amen. 
Deb, when I think about things that um, can keep us from seeking the Lord wholeheartedly, I'm thinking about what we all do these days, or 99.9% of us do these days, right? We're on Instagram or Facebook or Flipbook or any of these different uh, places. Flipbook? What is media. that? Oh, my husband's on Flipbook. You get to choose all of your favorite <laughs> sites. And then Flipbook, every every morning, you you see what the update on your favorite site. It's usually wow, magazines. Wow, I just learned something new. His is all airplanes and travel. Okay. Okay. I thought so, you made yeah. a mistake. No, no, no. Sad. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Check it out. I need so, to stay with you. I learned so much. <laughs> well, here's the thing though. When we're on Instagram, because that's where I tend to sit usually when I'm flipping through things, <laughs> um, you know, Instagram is like, we scroll with our finger and we see three different things in one sweep, right? Three different pictures, three different videos. And what I'm, what I'm seeing is that we've become a society of we look at something quickly and we go on to the next thing. We look at something quickly and we go on to the next thing. I like that video. Then I like that shirt. Then I like that travel place. Then I like that house. That is not wholehearted, right? That is right. like trying. We literally can see how many images in one minute. I can't even count them. Who knows? A wholehearted seeking of God is not like I'm going to just flip through my phone and there's, oh, there's God. And right, right. there's what I have to do for the rest of the day. You know, I think we are we are people who we are quickly, we do one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. It's not how we seek God, right? The world throws a lot of things after uh, at us to seek after, but God gives us one thing. It's like, we got to do like, if we're going to do Instagram, we got to follow one, one individual, right? Let's say we're following God only. And we sit on his post for a very long time in order to seek him. So I think it's the way we spend our time. We tend to be so scattered with here, there, and everywhere. And God's like, just sit with me, right? Spend time with me. Wholehearted seeking requires wholehearted time. You know, it's, we did that. Remember that we did that series on what's on your plate, right? In terms yes. of our schedules, uh-huh. it's, it, God is not saying you can't look at Instagram, but you have to be intentional and budget your time. I think it's about mm-hmm. prioritizing mm-hmm. your time. Mm-hmm. So how how do I move towards being that wholehearted follower of Jesus, right? Eyes fixed on him. It's going into your day with an intentionality. I have this much space on my plate. You know, I have this much energy. I have this much time. I have this much availability. What's number one priority? It's that the things that that help me grow in the Lord. It doesn't mean I pray 24 seven, right, 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 right. but it means I carve out that important time before I do the Instagram flip. Yep. You know, it's like just setting your priorities, right. Yep. And it's about, it's about the relationship with God. Then your marriage needs to come after yep. that relationship with God. Your children need to come after your marriage. Yep. You know, it's just, it's a matter of how are you prioritizing your focus time? Yep. And as you do that, you find that you use your extra time a lot more uh, fruitfully. You know, it's just yep. like, it makes more sense. You don't waste a whole evening binging on something mm-hmm. and think, shoot, I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Because when your eyes are fixed on the Lord, it, that he fills your life with purpose and, right. and joy. And even the, in the hard times, you're growing better because you're more s- centered on the inside of you because you've prioritized that time with him. And I think that's, that's a step towards being that wholehearted follower. Absolutely. It's really about taking every moment captive, Deb, uh, to see what we see, what we're focused on, how we spend our time, uh, what we pursue and where we put our energy. And I, I just keep coming back to this whole thing, how amazing it is that 
God says any of these things to us, right? The fact that God says is, is a wow, because we're talking about the, the God of the universe, you know, the King of the world. And he says that we can find time with him. Mm. Can, can you imagine any other uh, King of any earthly kingdom who wanted to be found by his people? Can you imagine like, I don't know, the, the new King of England, right? Yeah. Come, come find me. Can you imagine like he wouldn't be able to handle it all. If all of those who were subject to him tried to find him, face Mm -hmm. to face he couldn't handle it Mm -hmm. but here we have the king of the universe who's like yeah all of you millions and billions of people that i Mm -hmm. created you Mm -hmm. can seek me and i'm going to be accessible at any time (laughs) anytime all of you right Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just it's just amazing i i I laugh because i think king of an earthly kingdom would be saying oh my goodness please keep the people away right just give me a breather and and i just see god saying oh please bring the people close you know, if you seek me, you'll find me. Uh, and he has time for us. He desires to be found by us. And I think it's just another evidence of the amazing nature of the God that we serve and the kingdom that we're in. And for those who have historically struggled with feeling important to God, um, this is a challenge. This is a mm-hmm. challenge to you. You you really struggle to not feel, you don't feel important to God when you are not really seeking him. So if you will take this to heart, and make some adjustments in your priorities in your day and purposefully pursue that intimacy with the father, you're going to be shocked at how God starts to show up. He is, he is, he is like, you know, I remember playing hide and seek um, with my dad and my dad would like hide behind a curtain and his feet would stick out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he wanted to be found, yes, right? Yes, he yes. wanted to be found. The joy for my dad was not in not being found. Yes, it was in being found. Yeah, that's right. And that's the way our heavenly Father is. He goes, "You, you're not seeing me because you're not looking, but that's look, right. And I'm going to give you clues along that's the way. Right. I'm going to make a sound. I want my feet stick out because I cannot wait for that surprised moment when you that's find right. me. Because that's my heart for you, right? That's the desire of the Father is for intimacy. This is good stuff, Laura. I'm excited to see um, where God takes us in November because we've got four more God says, and hopefully mine will have a little bit more, um, my coffee flavored (laughs) uh, podcast will have a little bit more whipped cream on top and yours will be the cold brew. But uh, I'm excited because every word in the scripture is powerful and it's meant to encourage and build up his children. So thank you everybody for joining us for the month of October of God says we can't wait to jump right back in next week. First Monday of November and, and see what God says then. Thanks for joining us. Share this with a friend. If it's um, something that you believe is going to encourage them. And I think I could say, yes, it would encourage them. So (laughs) go ahead and share it. Thanks everybody. All right. See you later. Thanks. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.